I think that means go. Welcome to Sketchy Ideas, the live point counterpoint video podcast where we illustrate and debate concepts surrounding leadership, business, personal achievement, and nautical navigation in a way that may make you think twice before you implement that new idea you just learned all about on the internet. Hi, I am Michael Rampola. And I am Brad James from my car. Indeed. Today, it's episode 89, the out-of-home edition of Sketchy Ideas, which we are calling Split Offers and Parting the Sales Sea, which feels like I should say it with an aristocratic accent for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, with goo. Thank you. Split Offers and Parting the Sales Sea. There you go. But first... A word from our sponsors. Brad, that means you. Great. Oh. Hey, so if you don't want to be like me, working from your car a lot, get some help, especially when it comes to marketing. A lot of stuff in marketing you can do from your phone, but sometimes it's not that easy. What I'd recommend you do is give a call to my friend or email my friends over at Cream City Marketing. And the best way to get a hold of them is to email Aaron directly, Aaron at creamcitymarketing.com. Back to you, Michael. You know, conflict gets a bad rap. I think it's probably because we have that innate instinctual reaction to fight or flight or freeze when we're facing conflict. But conflict is natural, it's normal, and it's necessary for growth. When you engage in healthy, productive conflict to come to decisions and resolve issues, you're able to grow. And that's why it's important that you understand that good conflict is natural, normal, and necessary for growth. That's where change happens. So if you're engaging in changing and growing and making your business better, and everything seems to be smooth sailing, you might be missing out on an opportunity for growth. Engage in change, engage in conflict, and you will see new opportunities open up in front of you. If you'd like to have a fight with a business coach, reach out to us at spirity.com. All right, and let's get into the show. Oh, All right. Working on some new stuff. Uh, thanks again for joining us. This is episode 89, in which Brad and Michael explore all the sketchy ideas related to <clears throat> Split offers and parting the sales sea. I just, I, it feels good. It's weird, but it feels good to do it that way. I don't know why. What is it, what is it about sales that feels so epic? Like it feels like an epic adventure. It feels just ripe for these, these big metaphors. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but there's something about the sales life that just feels like an epic adventure. Is it, is that just me? I don't think it's just you. I think that's okay. just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about how much, how much sales you've done from the road, but uh, when you're traveling a lot, you run into little hiccups in here and there, and you realize it is like the Odyssey, right? Or, or the Iliad, or take your pick, you know? One of those books that you read to just to say you, you read it. Not really for enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now hold on. I love. I thought the Odyssey was was obviously it was literally an epic by definition. But I thought the Odyssey was really cool. I mean, it's the source of so much mythology. It's like at the very least, you kind of need to know it. It's like almost like a cultural touch point. Right. Like well, that's my point: is can you act? Do you actually understand it? 
Oh, that's a different conversation. My point is you don't read it. You, you know the story, but to like the story's great. The story's wonderful. But to actually read the book, you do that just so you can get the badge that says, I read it. <laughs> okay, so I feel like that sometimes happens with business ownership. Some people are, and I don't love this term, but I know some people use it, the wantrepreneur. The I'm not really putting in the effort to understand the book. I just want to say I read it just because that's a Welcome thing. Welcome to most business owners. I mean, yeah. that's, that's just most business owners. That's kind of disappointing. It's very disappointing, but it's also part of the reason. Part of the reason is, is because when it gets hard, running a business is hard. Right. That's true. And, and that's why I think there, there is something to be said, like about what we're talking about today to try and find ways to make things easier because Here's the deal. Even if you're running a business as like a side hustle, uh, props to you, right? Because the yep. hustle matters. Yep. And part of what we're trying to do is simplify really sketchy things or things you read about on the internet and bring them down to a level that you can actually implement them in a tactical realm, right? But yep. I mean, uh, you and I are, are real people running real growing businesses that deal with real yep. problems every single day and and uh <laughs> it's one of the reasons why i'm in the car um real sketch ideas real people with real problems that's I think that's a different show but you're right i mean the the reality the authenticity the the it's not always beautiful right you're sometimes you're in the car you're not you're not yeah. standing in front of the boardroom making the presentation they're going Oh, and pull, you know, meanwhile, pulling out their checkbooks, right? It's sometimes you're in the car trying to do a little bit of, you know, marketing and education. Um, and, you know, in a couple of minutes, you're going to have to go do something you don't want to do because that's what running a business can be about, too. Like clean the toilets. You know? I was, I was I actually going to be... say, I was actually going to say clean the toilets. I, I held back. Yeah, I, I mean, you remember, you remember when you first met me? I used to wear a suit like all the time. This is true. Yeah. I mean, when most, most of the people who I'm very close to in business, when they first met me, I was wearing a suit every single day, which is a great thing to do. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal thing to do if you're running a business and it, um, cause it will do something for your mental state and it will do something for your perception when you're dealing with clients. And Absolutely. it's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, get into it after a while. And you realize though, like I have, I've gone through progression. Mm -hmm. And now I'm all about the athleisure, mostly because, uh, you know, when COVID hit, I just was all over the place and we weren't doing in-person meetings anyway. And now I wear suits when I need to. And um, that's about it. So yeah. just the, another topic for another day. But today we're talking about splintering your offering Dream. in order to help make it easy for you to build an offer stack. Because what did we talk about last week? We went through... Um, um, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Help me out here. Last week, that's right. That last week we talked about how do you, what's it worth, and how do you position the value of your offer? Yes. Finding the really big number that represents the true value of what you're going to do for somebody, so that the price ROI, etc., becomes really positive on their side and also lucrative for you. Yeah. So if you if you 
if you're uh, if you're somebody who follows like marketing gurus on the, around the world, they always talk about an offer stack. They talk about their offers. If you're if you're doing like complex sales and you're putting together a proposal, that tends to be your offer stack, whether it's physical goods or services. Um, even sales gurus talk about this. Or even if you're selling just complex products, right? Cars, houses, whatever it might be there tends to be a lot of things in there that you list out in order to help determine the value or feed into the marketing or the messaging. So getting good at building out offer stacks, I think for me has been something um, that, that I still work on all the time because uh, as you and I talk about often, Michael, mm-hmm. uh, that when you're really good at things, people tend to think that it's not, hard for you therefore it shouldn't cost that much to do it for others the Um, danger of making it easy. yeah yeah which is why i think going through this exercise especially if you're trying to figure out how to price your stuff is Mm -hmm. really important because if you can if you can identify the perceived value like we talked about last week when we went through um when i was with our sales consulting right and how we build that out and how we build out the offer stack then you can essentially put whatever price tag on it that you want, as long as you're adding the value. Um, right. Which I think is really important for a lot of people. So yeah. uh, how, how, how often do you do this with clients? Do you break this out? I'm just curious well, how often people go through this. Go through the process of how do we splinter your offer? Or how often do I splinter my offer when I'm, when I'm selling and consulting? Oh, both. Both. Sure, both. All right. I'll, I'll take the second part first. So when we position what we do, let's talk about the, so when we do, when we do this in a minute, well, my, my top offer, so to speak, it's going to be a year-long membership in our coaching program. I talk about the ultimate outcome when we, when we go back to selling the, selling the sausage and not the process of making it, right? I go, I, I position the value of the outcome. And then I go and I, I break it down and say, here are the components you get on the way there. And that can often be a phased approach because we're going to go through these cycles on, on the way to the outcome. Packaged all together, it's this year-long membership engagement. So I kind of do, I kind of do it both ways. I, I, I point to the end, splinter it back, and then build it back together to kind of, it's almost like when you get a diagram on the thing and there's the blowout and they take the whole thing apart and it's that, that engineered diagram to show you how all the little pieces, like a, like a Lego kit. And then here's when it's all done. Here's all the little pieces, and then here's what it looks like when it's all put together. So I kind of do both in a, as far as a, a presentation of uh, a standard membership. When it comes to positioning the value on a consulting gig, absolutely, I, I engage in the, the phased approach, the phased contract. Um, let's start here, and if, the, if that goes, then we can then we look at this next piece the seller to engage in. As far as breaking this down for customers, or for, for my members, for the people I'm coaching on their business, all the time all the time, and especially I find that I'm doing it a lot, and some people I'm sure I'll end up pointing them to this episode in the future, so this might be you. Oftentimes this comes up when I'm just doing like a really quick discovery session, trying to get to know somebody in their business, and what they say is something along the lines of, I've got all these different things, and different people are buying all the different things, but I can't figure out a way to get them to buy the another thing after they buy the first thing. Because what they have, right. Is a, is a bunch of things that they sell, you know, in kind of any particular organization. And each of these is enough different that the person buying it 
um, is enough different. Gosh, I can't draw people today. Okay, person there, person <laughs> there. We go. Wow, that was that was extra sketchy. Um, that is a different person. This buying, is this is. This is extra sketchy, not etchy sketchy. Etchy sketchy. Etchy sketchy. Copyright. We don't. We we're not talking about that. We're we're get not. Get the dials yeah. at the bottom and move the little. That would be great. Um. So what they had, they're selling all these different things, and some of them have, you know, have big price points, and some of them have small price points. But and maybe one of these is a freebie offer. But whatever the case is, they're selling a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people. They've splintered, but they haven't splintered in a stack. They've got a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people. And I want, and they say, and I can't seem to convert more sales. It's because they're doing five different sales efforts. So like five different things to five different people and splitting their own time and effort five different ways. Are those all, are those all different value ladders too and different avatars? Well, definitely different avatars or at least different enough that we, have, that we haven't found the, what keeps them in common. Um, and then these might not be different value ladders, but they're certainly not stacked on a ladder. Some of okay. them might end up so, on the same so ladder, but as of right now, they're not. So this is like this is a, a challenge uh, I, I used to deal with all this all the time, especially if you're when you find you're good at a lot of stuff, you just tend to say yes to everything. Yep. Um, and so then you end up with a bunch of different products, packages, services. Yes. Um, somebody asked if and, you can do a thing, and you say, yes, I can. And now you create a custom product. And then you try to see if somebody else will buy the custom product to make the value of creating the custom product worth it for you. Right. Yep. But every time yep. it's different. Yep. This is why when you have those build-out process, but when you don't take a step back and pick one, go back to the value ladder episode when we went through it, and try and tie them all together. But then when you're building out your stack, your initial stack, obviously you're trying to drive a result, but unfortunately people don't necessarily have, don't understand how to perceive in their brain result to value because they think, oh, result might mean, uh, may not be measurable, right? So you always right. sell on the three big motivators, health, wealth, and relationships. But sometimes people don't know how to, how to monetize or add a monetized value to it. So you still need to go back and dig deeper to help people understand what that is. So I guess in the next, in the next 10 minutes, let me just um, run through how to break this down. So yeah. take whatever your big thing is, idea, ID what it is, I'm just reading this, and price. Um, start with a big thing. And the easiest way to do this Take one of those and then break out all the deliverables that you have, like the physical deliverables. Those are the tangible things that the customer will end up with that you are creating for them. Okay. Um, that can be that can be documents, that can be templates, that can be uh, access to a software platform for X amount of time. Um, those types of things, physical things that you're giving them. The other thing then, once you have those physical deliverables, right now, you're, you're basically, you're gonna take an inventory of what they get. So physical deliverables, every single item, right? Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna take a step back and go, great, what is the amount of time they're getting from you or somebody on your team? Because that's not necessarily a physical thing, 
but that's a that's a quanti quantifiable item, right? So mm -hmm. um, those of you who are coaches, consultants, building programming around these people, teaching students with coaching, right? Like Michael, you you probably know on average how much time somebody takes to work with in a given year in Absolutely. your year long program. Absolutely. Yep. So, so in a, how, how much how much time great in person? So dedicated time. So let me go to my to executive coaching, two hours a month, two one hour sessions a month. So that's twenty four hours. You get a, a two part startup session, which totals out to about another four hours. So I'm at twenty eight hours. You do uh, we do those quarterly apexes, which are four hours each. So that's four eight. That's sixteen on top of the. Uh, 20, what did I already have? Was that 28 plus 16? 28. So that's 30, 28, 16 is 44. 44, 44. 44. And I know that, and a bunch of other stuff that I don't count formally, but just stuff that comes up. Like we put in time and effort on the assessment. So let's say that's another mm -hmm. uh, couple hours because we do it a couple times a year. So now we're at 40, what do we say? 44, so we're at 46. Um, add in, if I'm counting all people hours, I've got my assistant team working on stuff scheduling rescheduling whatever like let's just get that up to at least 50 now it's probably a, that's probably four hours a quarter so that's another four eight uh another 16 so now i'm up 62. to 52 Did, 60. wait yep yep so now i'm 62. up to now I'm up to 62 hours of people time and there's probably and, and that's just the stuff that's top of mind and there's always other stuff that we do now i don't actually when i'm mm -hmm. pricing i don't count that so to speak but I know it's time that I'm investing in their business. Right, and the point of this is to understand how much time you're putting into it so that when you need to communicate it, you can go, hey, look, my team over the course of the year is gonna put in over 60 hours with you. Right, like that's a, yep. that's a tangible number, right? Yep. Um, and you can obviously, I would, I would, we're going to get to the next point where we break this out into into like marketing speak or or like specific deliverables but so you've got you've got the physical deliverables you've got the time piece and then you have um some other result driven thing that maybe you've licensed or you've added on or something else that you don't necessarily know the monetization around you don't it's a combination a blended service maybe you're leveraging another service that there's that um, so you you want to put that in. The idea behind this, breaking this out in physical, time spent resources, and then the other things that you're giving with them is now now you're building out a laundry list or a shopping list for them. Um, yeah. And it's not really a shopping list, but when people go to the store and they do budgets, they look at things line items. They don't look at things as a big hole. They don't look at their shopping cart, right? They go, right. nope, I got eggs, I got milk, I got cereal, I got I got a pound of bananas, I got I got three three peppers. I got a bundle of tomatoes. I bought a bat, a bag of, of potatoes. I got a bag of pasta, right? Whatever, whatever it is. I'm, I'm just going through like, apparently your shopping list for tonight. Sounds, sounds like supper. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but if you lay it out that way, right in for yourself first, yep. Present it to somebody as an offer stack. Now you actually can look at each of these things. Now, the way I take this next step is I look at that and I go, okay, what is the value of that to a client or a customer? Um, an example, B-Pods. B-Pods, we offer a complete beekeeping system. In that system, 
we say you get all the equipment you need to get started in beekeeping all in one package. That's a top bar hive, that's a harvest box, that's a date, that's an inspection kit, that's your hive tools, that's your feather guider, that's a veil, that's a bar stand, that's a feeder jar, um, that's 32 top bars, that's 10 spacer bars, that's a feeder follower jar, right? All of these, um, all of those items, right? But I just broke it down to another layer. Now I just basically said, here's all the physical stuff you're getting. Right. But wait, there's more. <laughs> now, you know how typically, you know, most people, you can go buy a system anywhere. You can, and they go, wait, a system? I talk about people are like, I can get a beehive or a beekeeping kit. I go, oh, so it's not a system. I go, there's a system because we not only give you the equipment, we give you an online portal with over 100 hours worth of training on beekeeping to get you started this year. Really? Holy cow, right? What is that worth to you? And you can slap a number on it. And I like to look at the number of hours that we put together and putting that together and then go, hey, we're shortcutting this whole thing for you. So we're saving all that time. So it's all in one place. It's packaged right to the equipment. It makes sense for you. Now, they go, great, that's awesome. And I go, but wait, there's more. They go, what, do you, what else could there be? I go, and you get access to a beekeeper if you need them by, you can email them, you can text, you can call us. And we'll, we'll book a time to walk through some problems with you in your first year. And they go, really? I go, yep. Right? Like you just begin to lay things out in an offer stack. And, and I know the value of all those things based on how many people call us from a beekeeping standpoint. Every year on average with new beekeepers, we get about uh, 10 calls early on. Messages, however those are. Yep. Right? And at varying degrees, different people can answer them. Um, we tend to book at least one physical call, all right? So messaging back and forth. And then on top of that, we get some other things throughout the year that are just random. But now I can tie a tangible value to it when people ask me these questions, all right? So the point is start <laughs> high level, lay it out in a shopping list for you. And then when people are asking you questions about this, you can begin to fragment it out. And then if you have a ladder, you're doing this at every step of the way. Why? Yeah. Because then you can add in bonuses that add value. So people are willing to pay the price. So we charge for that system in the first year. You're paying $13.75 this year, right? Prices are going to probably go up um, just if we've got any beekeepers listening. Um, but, but realistically, $13.75, I know the value people get. I know the cost of us bundling all that equipment together that we know works together already itself is well worth over $2,500 because it's locally sourced. Uh, locally made everything so it's made here in the states uh sustainably sourced wood all of that stuff right what is that worth to you okay cool then packaging all of it into a single portal now you don't have to go hunt and peck throughout the internet so if i'm saving you because i know how hard it is to learn beekeeping yep if i'm saving you um just 40 hours in search time right 40 hours is a full week's worth of work now if you were doing physical labor on that front and you had to go search it and pay for a whole bunch of products, I know you're going to end up paying uh, between stuff you're buying, books and everything. You're going to end up paying, probably spending in that first year close to two grand to try and get the value that we've added. That's on the low end. On the high wow. end, we've had people say this, this portal would be worth 10 grand. Cool. I just, there's 10 grand. When that happens, somebody says it's worth 10 grand, there's, that's the, the equivalent I'm putting to it. There right? you go. Then they yep. go, wait, 
you can call somebody and get help. I can't even get my local beekeepers club to get back to me on this stuff. Right. Okay. So I can actually talk to a beekeeper. Yes. The value of that. Right. Right. Yeah. Then you start layering these things out for, for your clients and customers. And now look, we've got, we've got 2,500 worth of equipment. We've got 10 grand worth of online education. We've got access to, to a beekeeper throughout the year or a handful of them. Hey, that's probably worth 10 touches. 100 bucks a touch, there's at least a thousand bucks, if not two grand, right? If you're paying somebody who knows how to do this. And then, cool. So now we've got, we've got an average value of close to $15,000 and we're charging you $13.75 in the first year. Is that worth it? Now we've, we've, we've broken through that 10X multiplier, right? When you're selling, if you can get to a point of a 10X multiplier in your value of your offer stack and people are only paying one X of it, a 10th of what the value is, they will buy it more times than they won't. That's why going through this exercise is so important because more often than not, people leave money on the table because they're just trading time for money. Yep. And I just laid it out with beekeeping, right? Do this in yeah, marketing. If we, if we can do this for beekeeping, imagine what, we, what, you know, imagine what it looks like applied to any other business. So here's what I heard. Here's, here's a couple of things that I picked up on as you were talking about it. I, you, you built, you splintered the stack, did the shopping list, put it all back together. It's everything you need to achieve your goals. The goal that I've already identified earlier on in the conversation, right? So early this is what you need yep. to get to the outcome that you're, that you're targeting. What's yeah. different about the offer that you're putting together when you say, once you call it a system, like you said, you, you change the calculus. Because yes. the complete system means it's already been vetted and integrated and you know it's going to work together. Yep. Right? Why yep. are Apple and Mac people Apple people? Because you know it's all just going to work together. Yep. That's one of the yep. benefits of that system. And once you're in the system, it makes sense to stay in the system. Same thing goes for any business that you're running. Once people are in your system, if you are ready to scale as they scale, then it makes sense to um, show them that there's something bigger here to support them that and the support for success. So it's not just a DIY system. It's a do it no. with you system. No. Yeah. So, so those of you who are doing consulting or coaching, right. And, and maybe you're selling process. Great. At each step of the process, what deliverables are people getting and tied value to it? Not price. Right. So the easiest way to break that down is to go, great. Here's the deal. We've got this 10 set steps process that we run. This 10-step process. I know beginning to end, we're going to get you to the result. But along the way, you're going to see the value. Because here's why. We know we want to get you. Step one, you're going to get X, Y, and Z in that. Those are my tangible deliverables. Plus, you're going to get about four hours of my time to help you walk through whatever a fact finder session. At the end of that fact finder session, you're going to leave with a different deliverable. Most people leave with that deliverable and can go do X, Y, and Z. And typically for those people, that's a step in the right direction. Hey, we've just built a value ladder by leveraging the offer stack. So if you're struggling with value ladders, hey, maybe try it this way and you'll end up building your own offer stack along the way. And then those of you who are like, I just want them to buy the whole big thing, you realize that, hey, now I can play the numbers and work backwards and have a whole lot lower uh, lower paying clients on the bottom end. But now you can indoctrinate them through those smaller ticket items. and 
Now your percentages over time, right? Now you get 100 people in buying the small thing. You get 10 people moving up. You get one person moving up on the back end, right? If you go 100, 10, and one, right? And knowing you're going to 10X the value potentially along the way, or even 5X, right? So that first thing might be, uh, let's just say it's 100 bucks. Then the next thing is 1,500 bucks. And then the next thing is 10,000. Now, if you do the math, you got 10 people at 100 bucks. That's what, 10,000 mm-hmm. or 1,000? No, you got 100 people at 100 bucks, right? Is that 10,000 yep. or 1,000? That's 10,000. 100 times 100 is 10,000. Okay, yes. cool. So you got 100 people at 100 bucks. It's 10,000 bucks. Then you've got 10 people at 1,000. There's another 10,000 bucks. Then you've got one person at 10,000. There's another 10,000 bucks. Hey, that's $30,000. If you run that every single month, that's way easier to accomplish. And you can tweak numbers. And I'm, and I'm using round numbers. You can look at it purely from that standpoint and go, wait, I can get to 30 grand a month. Yes, you can. And it's not that difficult. It's really not friends. It's not. The biggest difference is. You just have to be able to. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. You said the biggest difference and I was going, I was taking it somewhere else. Go ahead. If you, if you break it down to numbers that way, by leveraging your offer stack and the value you're adding, now people will understand the, the work you're putting in. And people do appreciate hard work, especially if you're a small business owner, working with small, mid-sized, you know, like mid to large businesses, they understand the work that goes into stuff if you outline it for them. And then the result on the back end helps. And then they will pay you for it, especially if you are a good person and you do your best and you're candid about when things go wrong. That's why like this approach is how I built everything. And, and it took me a long time to get here. Because <laughs> right. I was doing the whole fake it till you make it thing for a while. As, and I think most people do. Well, you, you, and sometimes you're not even faking it on purpose. It's just you, no. you're, you're, you're figuring as you go. Sometimes fake it till you make it is, mm-hmm. is uh, equi- a false equivalency to figuring it out as you go. And yep. iterating. Yeah which is how innovation happens. So uh, let me, So the one thing I wanted to add on to what Brad was calling out, um, or maybe even just further highlight, if you think of the offer ladder as just three things, and you think of your splinter stack as, as, as a list, and you don't really look at the two together, you're missing, I think, the extra value add that makes this thing scalable. The top of that stack is built on the layers below which means I'm actually, this is not different than the things below. It's just the collection of them all the way up. Yeah, you can look at it that way for sure. That's one way, that's a simple way to build a value ladder, right? Is because that if I you've do got it different that way, people who are willing to pay different things. Yeah. Look how much more efficient I can be. Because mm-hmm. I'm selling one thing here. This thing is these two plus that one. This thing is these three plus those. Three. Like you get, you know, when you look at a, at a at an online purchase and it's the the basic plus and pro, right? Everything in the mm-hmm. lower levels, and, you know, up to here, great. But you can also just start here. And if I can think yeah. about the things that I'm selling, right? So I was, I'm, you know, leveraging our nautical here, and I know we're, we're we got to hit the wrap here. But if all I need is a rowboat, right? I just need the woods and the board, or I, I sorry, the, the boards and the oar. Like that's it, right? <laughs> Yep. 
Now, if I gotta, if I'm gonna go sailing, right, I gotta, I gotta add a mast and an oar. Now, if I'm going out on the open sea, I'm probably gonna need more resources. Those can all build up, but in any case, I'm, I'm selling, you know, boats to mariners. Like, regardless, yep. the kind of mariner you are, yep. it's how much I sell of the different things and which instruction sheet you get. But if you are done, mm -hmm. you know, rowing around the the lagoon and you want to, you know, get into something bigger. Bring me back your your uh, bring me back your your canoe, and we'll convert it into the next thing because you've already built up the trust, and now I don't have to redesign new things. I'm building value and designing things that can be sold at multiple scales and multiple levels, which makes me a more efficient salesperson and a more efficient producer of deliverables, and also my clients stay loyal because I keep bringing them back into the yeah. system as they see the value. Yep. I'm going to throw this out there. I, I just, because I feel like, all right, if you, if you are really interested in this concept, like, and need help building out a value ladder, uh, I will spend an hour with you and Whoa. I'll build one out for you. Whoa. Wow. If you email us at info at sketchyideashow.com. Cause this that's, is not, this is like, this when when you start looking at your business this way, all of a sudden things begin to level up. Now, spend an hour that's with true. you. If you if you like it, great. If you don't, that's fine too. But I promise you in that hour, just like everybody, every single conversation I have with a potential client, when they spend 20, 30 minutes with me, they all leave with a lot of value. Like that's just that just happens all the time. Um it's why it's why I have people like Michael who say you should probably charge for that time. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, 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 if this was not being done, you know, on the fly in the open, I'd be like, man, I want you to think about that offer. Because that's a lot. But I, yes, I, but you, I know. And you're right. The value. But here's what I love about the offer. What that can do, like you said, what that could do for a business. Is massive. What you can yeah. do is massive. I love that. I, I think I, so here's the deal. I, it may, and, and here's the deal that hour may be in a group, but I'm curious. It's uh, info at sketchyideashow.com. So info at sketchyideashow.com. Um, eventually what I'll do is I'll put up, uh, we'll, we'll put up some, some webinar links. I'll call to it again in the future. But I think like going through this stuff, I think is there's, there's been a huge jump in entrepreneurship since COVID started, which is part of the reason why there's been some staffing stuff. But that also means there's a lot of new entrepreneurs out in the world who are brand new to business. Um, and, and I really like that. And so one of the ways that I want to be able to help um, is to make sure that, that you understand the basics of getting started so it doesn't get too frustrating. I can add in some shortcuts. It's what we do with our beekeeping clients. That's what we do with our cryptocurrency hosting clients and our mining. Like, Every single business I run, this is how it works, right? right. Uh, the event company, we do parking management. I shortcut it for people. So it's really easy for them. Like, simplify it. That's what we're good at. Sit down. I promise you it'll be worth it. So with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it off. Yes, time equals money. Yes, it does. Thank you, so, Steve. Appreciate the reminder. Steve. Steve. Steve's trying to make sure I don't spend too much time doing that either because I don't, I don't get to spend <laughs> enough time with him. So. Oh, so so Steve <laughs> might already be in, in, in the inbox is what you're saying. Okay. All right, Steve, we see you. Come on, let's chat.
Um, thanks, Brad. That was, an, that was an awesome and generous offer. Folks, we hope that, uh, oh, here, let's hit the wrap. Here we go. We just learned all about adding value to your offers, not leaving any money on the table, splintering, stacking in the open sea, and we trust that you learned something too. As we roll into next week's episode, uh, we should probably talk about something else. We will figure out what that is, and our marketing team will let you know. In the meantime, <laughs> send us your questions, your ideas, your complaints, your anecdotes, and your memes, and your requests for Brad's very valuable time to info at sketchyideasshow.com. And a member of our production team will get back to you appropriately. So come back next week when we dive into even more sketchy ideas live. And remember, just because it's a sketchy idea doesn't mean it's not worth exploring. See you next time. Drive safely. <laughs>